Hello, WZIP. Welcome back to your favorite source of entertainment news, recaps, and commentaries. This is Natalie from Entertainment Rebooted, and I am joined by Alec, Matt, and David. And today we are talking about Episode 2 of The Mandalorian Season 3. We'll give our general thoughts and impressions, and a more in-depth breakdown we will follow that immediately after. So, guys, what did you think of this episode? Well, I thought it was a great continuation from the first episode where the Mando is on a quest to get himself redeemed back into the Mando Creed, where he actually travels to the home planet with his little buddy, and it just starts a whole new adventure that's, you know, very exciting to watch. I think uh, thematically speaking, you mentioned, like, adventure and all that, and I think that was, like, a direct line um, in this episode, which I think totally, you know, kind of capstones this whole thing, because I just kind of, with Grogu, you know, flying on the... Well, no spoilers, but you know, Grogu having his own little adventure, I guess we'll say, um, and which it was it was really cute, by the way. Let's just throw that out there. Uh, more cute Go- Grogu, the better. Um, but for me personally, I just think I really enjoyed that aspect of this episode, and that kind of carried it for me. So I particularly enjoyed it. As for me, um, I actually like the dialogue from the episode. I feel like it implies like what's yet, yet to come later in the season. It's just like those little things that pe- most people, more people, should be paying attention to yeah i definitely agree i really enjoyed this episode i was actually expecting it to take the entire season for us to get to this point because in the past seasons like there would be like the end goal like in this case it's get to mandalore get the redemption and whatever but like in previous episodes it would take like all season to do that and there'd be all these side quests like and i thought that it would have a similar format for this season where it was like we have to get ig11's memory circuit thing fixed then we'll have to get something else then we'll have to get something else and then finally at the end we would be able to get to mandalore so when i saw the episode title the minds of mandalore i was like oh we're going there already and that that was really cool for me so now i'm wondering kind of what comes next like what are we gonna get like are we gonna get further in the season than i thought so so like what will what will come after and that's really really interesting to me obviously baby yoda cute amazing I love him so much and he's starting to grow in his force abilities since his time with Luke he's still not there quite yet but he's able to actually defend himself to some extent and is independent and competent enough to help Mando out of a tight spot and that's just really cool for me because obviously there's the cuteness factor but it's starting to be he's not just this cute little tag along that Mando is just bringing around with him everywhere he's actually showing some kind of competence And I think that that's only going to get better as the season and series progresses. I love the father and son bond between Mando and Grogu. It's really adorable. And it's actually explicitly stated and accepted by all parties in this episode. And it's just this really, really the fuzzy feeling starts coming out there. And then obviously we got to see Mandalore, like I mentioned earlier. And it looks really, really cool in my opinion. I thought it was kind of like a spooky vibe. And I don't know if you guys have seen Superman Returns, but it kind of reminded me of the Kryptonian landscape that Lex Luthor created. So that's about, like, how that looked. And I liked all the nods to the Clone Wars Mandalore storylines in this. I know, Alec, you mentioned last time about how you like things to be connected. And I said that I I agreed with you for everything except the sequels. So this is definitely... Yeah, you really, really didn't like those sequels. Anytime no. I mention that, like, yeah, I want someone's going to link uh, Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens. You're like, no, no. Yeah, Let's no. just pretend they never happened. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was just kind of like, yeah, well, okay. I mean, I mean, in my opinion, it's still a movie. A director yeah. made it. You know, a lot of work was put into it. So I just appreciate, like, the art for what it is and whether people like it or not. Someone took their time and effort to put to make to make that. Yeah, so that's just how I always. I have it. no ill will towards people who liked it. If you like the sequel trilogy, I am genuinely happy for you because I wish that I liked it too. I was excited going into Force Awakens. I was even excited going into Last Jedi because, like I said last time, I had been overall Force Awakens was fine, and then. It just kind of went downhill from there, and I wish that I liked it. I wish that these were good movies that I could genuinely get behind and like. They just didn't do it for me, so I would prefer it if they just kind of did some kind of tricks, maybe used Ahsoka's show or something to be like, okay, that's one universe, but now we're kind of steering it 
It's like that what would have happened, but now we have Ahsoka show and the timeline got mixed up and now here's another storyline with new sequels and new stories. That's what I would like to see. Not necessarily, it's like, I mean, obviously I'm not saying we should go out and destroy every copy of the sequels like they never existed. Good obviously, yeah, obviously that's not it. I just want something new that can capture the spirit of the original without directly copying it or tearing down legacy characters. And that's that's just what I want. So I'm hoping for more of that Mandalorian kind of stuff. I like the shows so far. So if we can just build something new, I would be all for that. Speaking of the old shows and movies, there were some Easter eggs in this episode, where they're not. There was a mention of Boonta Eve, which was the pod racing place. That was the Anakin's pod race from The Phantom Menace. Um, there was a reference kind of to the Obi-Wan series, where Peli, the, the dwarf, or not dwarf, <laughs> the droid... <laughs> You, my fandom is showing. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> the droid lady with all the little the tinker droids who fixes things. She swindles a Rodian by having the Jawas steal parts from a speeder and essentially sell them back to the guy, which happened in the Obi-Wan series. It was, it was kind of funny. Um, there's an R5 droid who looks very similar to the one in A New Hope. And there's a cyborg creature in Mandalore that's somewhat similar to General Grievous. They're not like the same by any means, but that kind of like cyborg versus like, you know, still fleshy creature combined and very mechanical and stuff like that. So I think that was interesting as well. Are there anything specifically you guys are looking for or looking forward to moving forward? Um, I think seeing Grogu have his backstory fleshed out is probably my number one thing. Um, you mentioned how you didn't expect us to get here so early too to Mandalore and I'm the same um, same boat with you so I was like oh okay in the next episode or even the one after that are we going to get the Grogu past you know are we going to get the Mace Windu cameo that I'm crying <laughs> for um, really pushing for yeah, the Mace really Windu because if I say it it'll happen I'll believe you know I'll believe it um, will it into existence yeah, with yeah, the force absolutely with the force yeah you're right um, no I just think that uh, I think we're going to see that soon and that for me personally I like that backstory for Grogu I know Everyone's got their own theories and stuff, mm -hmm. but I feel like I'm ready for a solution. I think season three, I think it's pretty fair to say that that will happen. So I think that's probably my top thing that I'm most excited for looking forward. Yeah. I mean, for season two, we got a whole uh, Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker cameo. So why not, you know, a new Jedi for uh, season three? Let's I mean, just bring back everybody. Yeah. yeah. All legacy characters. <laughs> but you know what my yeah. thing is? If uh, Mace Windu is just as old as, well, uh, older than Anakin. And mm -hmm. Anakin is long dead. How would Windu, you know, still be alive? And flashback. I, I mean, flashback. Flashback. Flash yeah. Because yep. this is like after the Empire was destroyed. Like I was after wondering. After Return of the Jedi. And so Windu would have to be very old at this point. Yeah. How old know? is Bo-Katan? Yoda is dead. So I don't know if that's possible. It could be. I could be wrong. But I feel like Bo-Katan was pretty young in the Clone Wars stuff. Yeah. I, like, I think when I was doing some research, because I just like, it just now hit me. I was like. She was, like, an adult, like, warrior in the Clone Wars, and that was obviously, like, at least, like, however old Luke Skywalker was in A New Hope. It's like, so he had time to grow from a baby yeah, from like all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was like, how old is she now? Because it's like, I think when I looked it up, it was like she was, like, in her early 20s in the Clone Wars, and Ahsoka was, like, 14 when that movie that you mentioned came out. So I... I just think that she should maybe look a little older, not that she should be dead or anything, but that's just me. I, I like the actress. I like what she's doing. It just it just hit me how the, the timeline was a little bit. There was quite a few years there, and yeah. she doesn't even look like she has any like age lines or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she well, still looks fantastic. <laughs> take this into consideration. I think the different species age differently. So that is true. So she were a human, so maybe... I don't kind, know if she's just a humanoid Mandalorian. Just like Grogu and Yoda's Maybe. kind. You know how baby Yoda, we call him a baby, but he's 50 years yeah. old. So you got to put that in, in perspective. In his timeline, like or his lifespan, he is a baby. Know, grow old, like older with different time spans. Like how you know, flies are like three days, mm -hmm. and then you have It's possible. I just, that. they're like humans on different planets. So like I don't know if there's like, 
if they're all just like humans but they live on different planets or if they're like different races of humanoid humans <laughs> i'm not sure it, it, yeah it's possible it fascinates me but that would that would not be the most out of the blue thing Instant. that could happen <laughs> in star wars so yeah it's it's not anything that was just you know completely out of the blue for me like oh this should not be happening it was just something that i thought of when i was watching it her action scenes were great this episode, by the way, which is, you know, fresh to see. I think She we was seen... tearing it up yeah, with that yeah. dark We haven't saber. seen, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> which Katan she... and Mando. I feel like that's uh, going to be relevant in the next episode. Yeah. I don't know, her having that. Speaking of Bo-Katan and Mando, did you get any potentially tentious vibes? Like um, a little bit of interest? Like I think romantic uh, tension? Yeah, yeah. yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. Oh, romantic. Oh, yeah. okay. That's an, that's an, I never didn't even think about that. I think she just wants to kill him and get rid of him, honestly. So I didn't <laughs> even consider that. That's that's interesting. That's a good. I mean, yeah. I just like at first I didn't think so. That's what I was that's where my thoughts were at at the begin or at the end of the first episode. But then I got to this episode and she was like, Ugh, I want him to leave." He's like, I'm going to tell him off once and for all. Leave me alone." And then she gets down there and Grogu's by himself and she's like, "Oh no." Take me to him. What happened? And she, like, immediately oh. jumps to rescue this guy, which, like, I mean, maybe she's like, oh, no, the Darksaber. Yeah. I must get it. But, like, I don't know. I feel like that's something that could happen. And towards the end of the episode, they, they were kind of connecting over her dad. And she kind of looked at him, like, with more respect when he was talking about his creed and what his beliefs were and mm -hmm. kind of like a little bit odd, like, oh, he's like, he's actually really into this. He's really serious about this. Like I was, I was making fun of him, but he's taking this so devoutly, so seriously. He has a lot of faith in this. He truly believes in this. And I thought that that was like, there was a little switch maybe that went off where she's like, she's seeing him in a new light I don't know for sure if it's going to happen, but <laughs> I'm a romantic, so I notice these things. Maybe Grogu will get a mom by the end of the season. <gasps> yes. That would be, yeah. Yes. Maybe a whole family. Yeah. Yes, mom unit. for Grogu. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If I even mention a ship name, I'm just going to be caught in the fandom war, and like I'm not going to hear the end of it. So that's, that's all I got to say about that. Matt, Mando do you have, do you have a uh, uh, ship name as of right now? Oh, no, I don't. So yeah, I'm not going to get caught in a fan war for now. <laughs> But I really want to know. Why well, don't? Man, Bo-Katan. So, yeah, I'm a man. I'm a magician that reveals the secrets. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Or, so. or Manco. Manco-Tan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would like to mesh the two words together. Yeah. Mando-Katan. Ooh. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one, yeah. 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 Manco-Tan or whatever. Speaking of revealing secrets, I think it's time for going into more spoilers because yes. I like spoiling the things. Oh, yeah. I don't like things being spoiled for me. But, you know, this has been ample warning. This is taking place on a podcast. You do not have to listen to it if you have not seen the episode yet. That is the only warning you are going to get before we dive into the recap. So this episode begins with Mando and Grogu arriving back at Tatooine just in time for Boon to Eve, the holiday that Anakin's pod race in The Phantom Menace was in honor of. The Easter eggs continue when Mando asks Peli, the, the mechanic with an understandable love of Grogu, because who doesn't love Grogu, let's be honest. If you don't love Grogu, we're just going to leave. You're in the same boat as the prequel. Or the, sorry, the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> Get out <of> here. <laughs> that, that's a good way Discuss. of putting it. Yes, we, thank we you. We put uh, <laughs> sequel lovers and Grogu haters to the side. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, he comes to help to get help from her for helping fixing IG-11 because he trusts that droid. That's the only droid he can trust. And he needs a droid to take to Mandalore with him to, text, to test the toxicity of the air to make sure he can breathe it and everything. Her Jawa friends can't help, so she sells Mando an R5 droid, suspiciously similar to the one the Jawas tried to pawn off to Luke in A New Hope. Then, as the episode title alludes to, they're off to Mandalore. Din teaches Grogu to navigate, and I'm sure that that won't be necessary by the end of the episode or anything. And he points out that Concordia, the moon he came from, and the palace uh, that Bo-Katan's Death Watch faction had essentially been exiled to on that same place as well and he also points out the planet where they visited Bo-Katan on in the previous episode. They enter the extremely thick atmosphere of Mandalore and realize that the fusion rays from the Empire's bombing of the surface had messed with the planet's magnetic field making communication off-world impossible. 
They touched down, the surface completely covered in green crystals, but they send R5 to go to the mines to test the atmosphere's toxicity and determine if it's breathable. Reluctantly, R5 does so, afraid of the train or something, but when he disappears, both from sight and their scanners, Mando pressurizes his helmet and goes after him, mostly to soothe a frightened, worried Grogu, who is adorably concerned for the droid's well-being. Adorably. <laughs> Very much so, yes. Can we just point out real quick that Grogu's whimpers and frightened whines mm -hmm. made me want to cry. Like, <laughs> this was just too cute, and I just wanted to scoop him up and give him a big old hug. It was, it was too much for me. Inside, Mando is ambushed by Alamites, a species later identified as having lived in the wilds of Mandalore outside the cities. He eventually defeats them and returns to the ship with R5, and they are able to do the scan. Thankfully, the air is breathable, so he and Grogu head down. Mando leads Baby Yoda through the ruins of Sundari, the Mandalorian capital seen in the Clone, World, Clone Wars. But on their way to find the mines, they are ambushed by a giant crab droid who captures Mando. Grogu attempts to use the Force to free him, but he cannot free him alone, and instead whisks himself off in the floating egg to go get Bo-Katan. He does so, and she accompanies him to rescue Mando, growing wistful as she takes in her old home. Grogu leads her through the mines to where Mando was taken, comforting and encouraging him. Bo-Katan comforts and encourages him when noticing his obvious fear. Bo then defends Grogu further from another attack by the Alamites, who she dispatches relatively easily, being experienced with them, and they continue on. They come across Din, who is getting his blood sucked out of him by the crab droid, and Bo uses the Darksaber to defeat it. Seeing Mando will not be dissuaded from bathing in the living waters and in earning his redemption, she agrees to accompany him, as she already knows where it is. Only once he begins his atonement ritual, he's pulled under by something. Bo immediately dives in after him and finds him at the very bottom. She pulls him back to the surface, but not before she comes across the legendary Mythosaur, the creature tamed by Mandalore the Great. The myth of the creature being found in the living waters was real after all. What do you think of the Mythosaur reveal, guys? I, uh... I got real, like, Cthulhu vibes from him. <laughs> so when I saw... He's revealed, like, I first. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Something about that was really cool for me. I was, And I'm, like, all for that kind of cosmic horror that, like, really, you know... That, that side of Star Wars, Star Wars we haven't really seen in live action. So for me personally, I thought it was the coolest thing. And it ends on that cliffhanger, too, with mm -hmm. that reveal. So it just makes me all the more excited to see our next episode <laughs> where I'll get my Mace Window cameo. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I first watched, I think, the Mythosaur... On the screen, I wasn't sure what the purpose of it behind it was, other than oh, there's a giant monster inside the Mandalo uh, pools or that, that body the of living water, waters. The, the living waters. The living waters. There you go. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Because at first, I was gonna make this whole chase to where Bo-Katan would have to like outswim this giant monster, but they got out of it pretty quick and it just kind of like ended. Yeah. After that, so I'm like, okay. So I wasn't sure if that really added to the story or anything, but it was just a unique way to kind of end it where Mando drowned in his in his own living waters and then had to be saved by Bo-Katan, which is another romantic thing, I guess, right? To keep the hopes up. It, it so. can be, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say that, you know, saving somebody automatically means that there's romantic interest, but I guess that's com true. combined with other things, I do not think that that's wrong. Yeah. Um, so basically, the mythosaur is, you know that skull thing that was in the back of the armorer's thing that had, like, the little tusks? That's the mythosaur. So... According to Mandalorian legends, Mandalore the Great was like one of the first kings or whatever of Mandalore, and he tamed a mythosaur. And that's why this is a really special legendary animal for Mandalorian culture, so much so that they have a tourist placard. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And she's, she makes yeah, a she, line. She's like, you know. Yeah, she like reads this this tourist placard and i'm thinking he's like oh that's one way to get some exposition yeah, yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> he's like you know that's not how i would have done it but i guess maybe you know for mandalorian school trips right. maybe they take little baby mandos down to the living waters and you know little field trip and there's a tourist plaque there so they can read about their history why am I getting Magic School by or Magic School Bus <laughs> vibes from this? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because I mentioned fun. little children going to school. Yeah. On field trips. <laughs> Bo even has a line though. I swear, where 
uh, she's like, oh, I have to give you the full tour, and then proceeds to read the <laughs> script. Like, and I, that's I the full tour. Yeah, I was like, okay, like, all right, what a, I mean, well, I'm not call I mean, it lazy writing or something. Yeah, but I mean, like, to be fair, Mando has his helmet on. That's true. Maybe he cannot read the yeah, placard very like, well, yeah, so she must wiser. read it to him so he gets the full experience. Maybe he can't read. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe he <laughs> can't. Who they knows? didn't teach, you know, any kind of literacy <laughs> over there. Yeah. It's not the Mando way. Yeah, no, no, This no. is not the way, guys. Yeah. Thank goodness. Education really exists in the end of Star Wars universe. Probably for the rich planets. Probably not for the Outer Rim as much. Yeah, our, our Mandalore people, you know, probably can't. Well, I'm sure I mean, actually back can, when Mandalore was, like, this really big, technologically advanced city, I would say there's probably more of that. Yeah, a school or two. Yeah, and yeah. Bo-Katan was royalty, so she should definitely be oh, able to 100%. read, so that makes sense, yeah. So we touched on Bo's kind of renewal of faith in some degree. Like, I don't think she's converted to the children of the Watchway of thinking by any means. She's going to still do her own thing. And I think that that's perfectly legitimate. I don't know if I would want to convert to the cult either. But I really liked how she's, it's kind of showing that she's softening a little bit and being a bit more open-minded. Whereas last time she was kind of mocking Mando. She thought that this was completely stupid. Like, what are you doing? This is, like, all these legends and stuff that you believe is just a bunch of superstition. It's total baloney. Why are you even bothering? Just go off with your kid and leave me alone. But in this, she's she's kind of understands how serious and how much of a big deal this is to him. And I think she's actually respecting that and growing as a character because of it. I mean, that's just how I read it. Maybe you guys read something different. But I think that there's definitely going to be some potential softening there. And we mentioned how you wanted, you thought she wanted to take the Darksaber from Din so she could rule Mandalore. If Din is the wielder of the Darksaber, then he's the ruler of Mandalore. If they get together, that might not even be an issue. She can just rule Mandalore <laughs> with him. Get a- there are multiple ways for taking the throne. <laughs> you have to be open to all of your options. I think that <laughs> I think that subplot will finally be closed this this season where we'll get her her closure, her resolution for this this, mm-hmm. you know, problem that uh, we had. I hope so. I don't like I mean, I like a slow burn as much as, you know, everybody else. I don't think sh- things should be rushed when it doesn't make sense to rush them. Yeah. But I don't really like it either when they like drag on the same issue for multiple seasons. Like, just talk it out, guys. Yeah, yeah, like, get there. This can have been fixed by now, absolutely. Like, I'm not saying it should be fixed in two episodes because that would be a little ridiculous. But this can – this absolutely can be wrapped up this season. Yeah, I think think that'd be nice to see that. Some kind of closure, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, maybe we dive a little bit more into, like, the Mando history since now we see the planet. Well – what did it look like uh, many years ago while the Empire was still around? Mm-hmm. And are there any other Mandos that are out there that would also want to be redeemed? You know, will this kind of leech on after the fact that this is Mando's journey? Will it become Mando and Bo's journey? And this is like maybe, you know, a plot to kind of get those two together. And then they're going to carry on the adventure as a trio. That I would like that. Thing. I would like that. Mama Grogu. Like, yeah, like we yeah, talked about. Yeah, it could be a nice little family. It'd be so cute. <laughs> I love it so much. I love that idea. Now, I think, you know, because Baby Yoda is my thing, you guys can tell by the shirt that I chose to wear today that you're all just now craning your necks I to look at because you yeah. didn't notice. <laughs> so, pointing that out. Yeah. yeah, I'm wearing a Baby Yoda, the child shirt, by the way, because obviously you guys can't see me. Back when you were called the child. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he didn't gosh. have his name yet until season two when ahsoka like read his mind or something <laughs> yeah yeah i was like it's grogu oh. yeah i was like his name is grogu yeah. and mando was like grogu and he's like mm? <laughs> like uh, what yeah. <laughs> you do called me <laughs> do you guys think we'll get a a grogu first word that was i feel like that was a bit of foreshadowing yeah he word. he was trying he was going for it yeah. i think well, didn't he kind of speak his first word away back when they were at the uh, shop i want I like a planet of the apes you know kind of 
like, like way I didn't to it. quite catch what the word was. I think he tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how well it came out because like, I didn't. I didn't catch a word. I don't know. I'm just. But like, I think he tried for one. What <laughs> if? What if like uh, Grogu is like in trouble or whatever, and it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, if we got that, like, I'm sure it would break the internet for a day or two. Oh, like, it would absolutely really would. And that that is something that is worth breaking the internet for. Right. Like, and the internet breaks for all sorts of reasons. This is a legitimate reason Yeah, this is, this is, uh, the news should yeah. actually, there should be a White House press conference on this event. Yes, yeah. there should be. Like, yeah. that would be worth my time, actually. Let's Grogu for president. Yeah, yeah. Grogu for president. <laughs> <laughs> he's 50, so he's allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah he <laughs> He's in the age range. We just gotta check if he was born in the U.S., and I think we're good. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll make it happen. He was he was born in the U.S. Totally. Yeah, yeah. We'll arrange it. His origins are so mysterious. We yeah. might yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. You just you know find a, a birth certificate somewhere. Right. It's possible. A Star Wars birth certificate. <laughs> it's what possible. What does those look like? I wonder. I think if if Star Wars had birth certificates, they'd have planets on on their uh, certificates as yeah, well as yeah. you know, like planet passports. Maybe in no, years we'll, we'll find. Look like a birth certificate. Yes, we'll yes. She's trying I to say. I don't think that's how it works, though. We'll find it. She's trying to say we'll forge a birth certificate. As she says it, looking at me with uh, <laughs> sinister eyes, menacing eyes. Yeah. <laughs> we will find. <laughs> sure, you will. The birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Grogu is so adorable. I don't think he would have any problems getting the votes. All he would have to do is force jump into people's arms, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they would be immediately won over. Yeah, I mean, right vote when for he. Me, vote yeah, it's like he just like force leapt into Pelly's arms earlier in the episode, and I was like, I want it. Highlight of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's so cute. And then he's so worried about the droid. Is like, it's a droid, but he's like <laughs> terrified for this poor droid's well being, <laughs> and it's adorable. His sad and scared babbling makes me want to cry, as I said earlier. I love the egg too. Like, it had just been kind of like floating there, but like he t- turns it into like a. Sp- Speeder, like his own like little personal speeder, he just zooms with this egg. He cruises down to the bottom of the mines, and then he just like zooms away, and it's like a little go kart, and he can just <laughs> yeah. he can just take <laughs> off in, and he waddles in this episode too, like more, and it's it's really really cute. It's like a little baby penguin. <laughs> I wonder where they got the design inspiration for Grogu, because. Um, he does kind of remind me of a penguin. You saying that makes me think about it. Where it's like, okay, like that's yeah. that, that's a, interesting. A Star Wars Yoda, you know, penguin character. I don't know. I can't even describe it in my head. It's just a. It's it's too much for me. The cuteness, you know. It is too much for me. I think it's whenever there's like a helpless, like joyous, like pure happy baby. Character, pure I baby. Just, I just love babies. I love puppies <laughs> and I love babies. So if you give me either of those or you know, in this case, like, I think Grogu kind of acts, like, a little bit like both. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you saw a baby riding a puppy? Maximum cuteness. It'd be over. Yeah. It'd be over. In yeah. the Star Wars universe, if we could make that happen. Are there dogs in Star Wars? I don't know. We're, we're getting... I think there are. I yeah. would... I think so. I can't remember There were, like, exactly. versions of wolves. Oh, this mm. is season two, where Mando was on Tatooine. He was... Uh, speeding with another bounty hunter and they went to the desert and there were like wolf-shaped lizards or something because i'm trying to watch season two as well as i'm watching season three make so. dogs happen disney yeah, yeah. mace windu Boy cameo dog. yes baby riding a dog and <laughs> star wars dogs that's what we got mace windu with a dog this is the there way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so, so. Where do you think the story will go from here? Like you mentioned, we mentioned things that we want to see happen. What do you think might happen? I feel like we can get some extra information judging on the trailers that we've seen. If we even remember, you know, some of the, like there was a Super Bowl trailer, like things like mm-hmm. that. Um, is Snoop Dogg in this one? Is that, is that <laughs> that's, that's something I think we'll see, right? Is he, is that, is I, that a I thing? I've seen it. I saw a picture. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, but with him in like a Mandalorian getup. And I don't know if that's if that was this show or Book of Boba Fett because I only saw the Mandalorian episodes yeah. of Book of Boba Fett, so I kind of skipped that. But maybe we'll see him. But in all seriousness, though, I think more Grogu backstory, 100%. I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the story will go there in like an episode or two, um, and then finish up our Mandalore saga. Um, hopefully, before the season kind of wraps up, uh, 
we'll see that. And then we can move on to the things that I'm more personally interested in, which is like the personal factor, the, the Grogu backstory, and even like mm-hmm. the, the Din backstory. That'd be interesting because we kind of get that uh, almost like through osmosis. We, we get the Mandalorian, like uh, I hate to say cult, but cult backstory, mm-hmm. and that kind of doubles as our, as our Din backstory as well. But I want some more, some more personhood for, for our main hero. Um, so I hope that we get to see that, and I think that's where we're going to go, honestly. I think we've kind of set a few things up. Uh, even with how the season began, we got the uh, the child, you know, uh, being inducted into this, and it gets interrupted, big action scene, all that. I just think that, for me, the way I see it, that's where we're going the after. Way. Yeah, this is the way. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, I think that's where we're going to go, though. So that's all, that's my opinion on that. I think I kind of like stated where I think the story's going to go from here. Um, and we already had some touch points on what exactly we would expect as a group, such as the Mace Windu cameo and, you know, <laughs> Mando and Bo-Katan bonding closer together, If it, whether it's just better friends or something more than that. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm not too picky where the story goes, honestly. As long as Mando is able to accomplish his goals and as long as he's able to find friends along the way and, you know, as long as, you know, the people are happy with, Grogu, you know, I'm I'm, I'm set for wherever the ride goes. I'm just one to where it's like, I have direction, but it's like if we steer left and right, you know, as long as we get to that center goal, it's just what I'm kind of focusing on, so. I got no specific predictions, but as long as Grogu and Mando survives at the end and are victorious, I'm I'm, I'm still watching. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I'm still going to be there. What do you think the point was of trying to get IG-11 fixed? Do you think he'll come back, or do you think that'll just kind of fall away? I think uh, – I was thinking about that, too, because I, I didn't realize that they were going to get to the planet already, you know, yeah. and then with this, like, terrible droid or whatever. So I thought that, you know, there was, like, at least an episode or two before we got there. Um, I think that'll totally come back in some way. Maybe he'll return. I would know. hope so. Otherwise, yeah. that first episode would feel a little pointless Yeah, that, yeah. I think parts. in terms of, like – TV show runtime, and with these being like under an hour long, I think having no waste of like screen time and all that's really important. So I feel like, uh, just like narratively speaking and you know structurally speaking, I think there's no way you can put the you know like it's like Chekhov's gun. Like you can't yeah. if you're gonna say there's a gun, you know you gotta you gotta do something with it later. I think that we're seeing something similar with IG11, so we'll definitely see him back. In my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I just think that's gonna happen, hundred yeah. percent. Are you aware of the situations to where sometimes you'll have one original goal at the beginning and then something else distracts you? Yeah. I think it's one of those situations where Mando's original goal was to try to get IG-11 back. And I know that the whole reason why he was trying to get IG-11 fixed was so that way he can go into the planet of Mandalore, you know, to test the environment, which I think is what mm-hmm. his original goal was. Yeah. And maybe just to have IG-11 back as a friend. But I remember that part of uh, Season 3, Episode 1 focused partly on IG-11 coming back to life. And I believe he still has some parts to find, mm-hmm. but they weren't able to be found. So then it was like, I think the focus kind of shifted from IG-11 to you know, the R5. planet of Mandalore and to getting Mando redeemed. It was probably more important than getting IG-11 mm-hmm. to fix, at least at this point in time. But I think maybe after that, that might be another thing to where they might resume back to IG-11 rather than mm-hmm. you know them ending on season three with Mando being redeemed and everything. So, and there might be a whole nother IG thing. IG-11 you know. comes back as a Sith Lord. <laughs> Darth IG-11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Uh, just, just like cameo Sith Lords. I mean, there's like another one I'm thinking right now when I want to talk about them, but yeah. Just, just cool stuff. But um, yeah, in terms of my predictions, I'm not too sure uh, for IG-11. I would, I think it, it would be kind of cool if we saw them back in action, but then again, I guess I was expecting to be like, gone in, ep- in like the mm-hmm. final episode of season one and i was okay with leaving him like that but if he comes back i think that's cool a lot of people like actually get to see him do more do more cool like shots and things like that so i'm all for it mm-hmm. yeah i agree i think that you know it if we hadn't spent so much time trying to fix him and that hadn't been so much of a thing in the last episode I would be totally fine with just, like, leaving him back in season one or two or wherever. But because we spent so much time with him, like, even if he isn't brought back, I think that should have to play some kind of narrative role. Otherwise, it's just kind of there. And it's like, I guess it 
doesn't have to necessarily progress the plot in terms of, you know, having it's like it just it wouldn't feel as tight and well written to me if that just didn't go anywhere after that. It would be very transparent that is like, okay, we he needed a droid, so he wanted IG eleven because that's the droid he knew. And because of that, that's why he went to tattooing to get the R5 droid, where he probably could have just found a different droid somewhere. Like, the re only real help, the only real benefit for having it be the R5 droid in particular is just an Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, he could have found a similar one. It doesn't even have to be that R5 droid, but it could be a different R5 droid somewhere else on a different planet. And then we could have just cut all of that out. And from a writing perspective, you don't really want to do that. You want to kind of cut the fat and condense the story and make it all flow together. Did there Ryan Johnson direct this episode? Do we know? Do we know if Ryan Johnson, director of Star Wars The Last Jedi, directed this episode? <laughs> I thought it was J.J. Abrams that directed well, he did uh, Force Awakens. He did Rise Force Sky Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. Ryan Johnson and then, didn't. And that's why none of them flow together. I was making a joke, oh. guys. I was like, oh, it doesn't make sense. Ryan Johnson. I was about to Google it because yeah, I was yeah. getting concerned. Yeah. Like, okay, so I'm sure Ryan Johnson is a good director, yes, a good filmmaker. Right, 100%. I'm not saying that he's absolutely terrible. But I think he is better at writing his own stuff 100%. and doing his own original works than picking up for somebody else's. I think he likes to experiment and twist things around. Which is interesting. And play around, which, right. which is good. I'm not saying it's not. But when you are operating with a sequel to seven other movies, mm -hmm. you have to keep it consistent. You can't just, oh, well, you know, for my fantastic plot idea – I want to make Luke Skywalker try to murder his nephew, yeah. even though that makes no sense with who he would have, yeah. who he was before. You know, he's he just is now mm -hmm. because yeah. I need him Luke to be. Luke was a very forgiving person right. in uh, the main trilogy. His father yeah. cut he his was arm very, off, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and he still redeemed him. I don't know. And then Ben Solo, one bad dream, he he needs to die. Yeah, yeah like, like, I got bad vibes. From yeah, him. I have to kill I, him. Like. I'm sorry, but I do not believe that little Ben Solo was more irredeemable than the dictator, the second-hand man to the dictator of the galaxy who has destroyed entire planets and murdered all of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Like, there is no way that little nephew Ben Solo would have been worse than Darth Vader. That's just, that would not have happened. You could absolutely have talking to him, Luke. Yeah, or just talk things <laughs> out too. Yeah. And I guess because what I was like, I remember I talked about this. I think uh, last time we got together, and I guess I just wanted to see like Ben Solo's backstory because we got one for Anakin mm -hmm. and Vader. And you know what I would like if we did get Ben Solo's backstory, but we did the thing with Ahsoka too, where it's like, you know, Ben Solo could have ended up like this. Wow, that's interesting. But. Because of the timeline shifting from Ahsoka series, he has, like, a completely different story now. And I would like to see that story then play out. So we can have the sequels over here and then diverge over here and have the same characters. I'm fine with the characters as long as they're written well and the right. story is engaging. And we could have Finn be our Jedi. Yes! Uh, like, that would be a good way to fix Finn for Jedi. all the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, it would be... Oh, man, now you're getting me excited for the Ahsoka yeah. show. And I, I, Could you imagine if Mace Windu was like, or if Finn was like a descendant of Mace Windu or something? I don't think everything no. has to be connected. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to do that, but then... Uh, or Windu's Force Ghost trains Finn. Mace, Mace Windu, uh, Finn Windu didn't really stick to that Jedi code either. Why even have a Jedi code if everybody right. is breaking, <laughs> it? breaking it? Anakin <laughs> broke it. Obi-Wan kind of sort of operated in the gray area he he was of breaking to anakin, yeah, which is against the jedi well, anakin but also uh duchess satine of that's Mandalore. right yeah 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 and the extended content with the yeah clone in the wars clone stuff. wars yeah. yeah that was a kind of sort of romance like it wasn't anakin and padme but i definitely think he would have left the jedi order for her if 
I think there's a line where he says he would have done that, right? Or is that someone else? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched all the Clone Wars. I watched a couple Mandalore episodes recently. But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because I watched towards the ends of their romance. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to spoil anything for the Clone Wars. But it, I did very much get that vibe. And it was, it was really cute. I shipped it. Going back to Mandalorian Season 3, because we have been talking about every other Star Wars property other than that. It's hard not to. <laughs> it is hard not to. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's related, guys. It's Star Wars. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about Star Wars. <laughs> what do you hope to see from the Mythosaur? I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but do you think it's going to attack? Do you think Din's going to tame it and ride into battle via Mythosaur? Um, I'm 100% on Team Tame, I guess we'll say. Um, <laughs> How to tame your Mythosaur. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, I think it'd be a fresh uh, fresh response for Mando to solve a problem without fighting it. Um, I think it'd be interesting if we saw that. Um, it would lend him some credibility as ruler of Mandalore, too. Right. And I think that would give, if we're going to go with this Bo-Katan respect angle about it, I think that would be, I mean, either way, if he yeah. kills the Mythosaur or, or tames it or whatever, I'm sure he'll, he'll get a lot of respect. Yeah. But, I think that uh, it, it would make more sense for it to go that route where we just get, you know, him riding mm -hmm. it and taming it and all that stuff. And he rides out of there and Grogu is on, on his back, you know, mm -hmm. and his little egg or something. Um, <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I think that's his where we're going to go. And uh, I hope we get to explain the Mythosaur just a little bit more. Um, I think it seems like not everybody really knows about it. So maybe we need another tourist. Plot. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, <laughs> introduce the casual fan base yeah. just a little bit, you know, to that kind Come of. Come on, Bo-Katan. We need a better tour right. than this one plaque. We need two. Bo-Katan <laughs> should be at Galaxy's Edge in, in Disney World, and you oh, know, yeah. guide everybody around <laughs> and say what what things are. Yeah, it's like here, here is your tour. Takes two steps to the right. Right. Looks at placard. A plaque that Mando <laughs> walked past and you know ignored. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool to see at uh, Disney Resorts as well. Yeah. But as for the Mythosaur, I don't see that not didn't think much of it until you guys brought some stuff up. But um, I think it go one of two ways: either we interact with the Mythosaur or we don't. Mm -hmm. Now, if Mando is known for attacking a lot of things, and then he's forced to have to like tame something along with Bo-Katan, have that be another bonding thing. I'm all for that. But I was just expecting them to move on originally and just be mm -hmm. like, okay, so. He got in the waters, now they're going to go back and talk to the rest of the Mando clan and see if he's redeemed, or is there going to be a whole other conflict back and forth? Mm -hmm. Is IG-11 going to be fixed? I wasn't too, you know, hard set on the beast playing anything, but I think it would be kind of cool if it was incorporated mm -hmm. in some way or shape or form. For me, um, I thought that the Mythosaur, it'll probably have a little significance, um, like, as season three progresses. Maybe it'll have a, a connection to Mando, because honestly... Personally, I didn't. Man I forgot to mention this earlier with the production portion, but maybe he'll uh, dub Mando the heir of uh, Mandalore. Yep, I think that that is probably a very, very safe prediction. It does seem to be going that way, at least for right now. Going back to the sequels, I noticed something about this episode, and actually, by me noticing, I mean. The internet has brought to my attention <laughs> that you know that little introductory title sequence with the all the helmets. Yeah, yeah. There was a helmet missing. Oh no! Kylo Ren's helmet wasn't there anymore. Oh. Ahsoka did it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> erased him. Did you notice this? And what do you think it means, if anything? Definitely not a mistake, though. That's, I don't know. Yeah, because they, they would have had to redo it. Right. You have to re-edit that and totally, that's intentional. It's that is 100%. intentional. Um, I think it, maybe it's just like a direction thing or like a branding thing where they want people thinking about other things. Um, but this could be a sign of something greater if we're going to go there and speculate a little bit further um, and, and reach out a little bit. I think possibly but in my opinion nothing but a branding thing they probably just want you thinking about you know forgetting characters. about the sequels yeah, if we're forgetting, <laughs> yeah, yeah um and we're in the mando show where the sequels aren't really all that relevant compared to other you know characters and other material so mm -hmm. maybe that's what it is but i'm sure you know our disney ceo will have the answer that we'll never get so you know we'll <laughs> see in 10 years 
Um, don't know if I could say much more about that. I mean, what I hope is that if if Kylo, I, I think maybe it's just the fact that they're just kind of like, let's just leave the sequels out. I'm guessing, or it might just be you know an editing thing. Was there a, a helmet or a face that replaced Kylo Ren, or is it just there was one helmet less? I I didn't count. I just heard on the internet that Kylo Ren's helmet was no longer there. It had been, and then it was taken out. I don't know if it was replaced or if there was just one fewer helmet or one less helmet, right. but it is no longer there. So on any of the episodes of the Mandalorian series, or just the most recent ones? Yeah, is it retrospective? Is it? I I didn't notice for episode one, and I think they were talking about episode two. Again, this is not something that I noticed. Yeah. This is either. something that I found on the internet and was like, oh. Interesting. What interesting. Yeah. Kylo Ren's helmet is gone. That, like, you just don't forget about Kylo Ren's helmet. You have to completely re-edit that sequence which i mean maybe it is just like if it was replaced by something from this that would make more sense but yeah. at the same time i think there were there were other helmets that were not from the mandalorian that were there too right. so so why kylo's helmet in particular and why yeah. weren't they all flipped out you know whether this has to do with anything uh about the story or about yeah. the marketing or not i mean that's something we have yet to figure out yeah so that's... i guess we'll just kind of like consider it the fact that oh this is a change but not either hold our hopes or let our feelings down too quick, whatever, yeah. whatever way you're going with this. I'm so. hopeful, but, you know, it could it could be something that is just, you know, wishful thinking. And like, oh, yeah, the fan base doesn't like the sequels by and large, so we'll just Erase. steer away from that and, like, I mean, who knows? Maybe there's a little foreshadowing in there. Maybe they'll explain it sometime in the series of why yeah. Kyle Ren's helmet's not there. What if we had, like, a second set of sequels, like an alternate timeline, like you were saying? I would like, love I, As long that. as we get Ben Solo back. Yeah, I mean, and I'm... And Finn. I just don't want them to disappear. Yeah, how about we have the same characters? We can have new characters as well, but we keep the sequel characters and write them better. Right, yeah. And we give them better stories. Because I think that they could have been good characters. It's just... It all comes down to the writing. And that's why I was like, I held nothing against these actors. I would have taken these roles, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Star Wars, In yeah. a heartbeat. I would have taken these roles, too. And I would have done what I was told to do by my director. So it's like, I think they deserved better movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wonder if they would even sign on to do it. If they, if this were to happen in this, you know, this hypothetical situation would... I mean, I would. <laughs> you know. like Star Wars alternate timeline from the sequels. They Unless they be, were doing something better, yeah. I, I definitely They'd would. have to be promised so much, though. Like, okay, we're going to do your character right this time. Like, to, to, you know. <laughs> well, especially for John Boyega. Yeah, that's that's who I was thinking of immediately. Yeah. It's like, you got to. It's like, you are going to be a Jedi. Promise. Right. Cross my heart. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know. That'd be really cool to see. Yeah. Which gets me kind of thinking. Would you guys have rather seen Finn as a Jedi over Rey? Like, should Rey have not been a Jedi? Or was it more of, like, Rey and Finn should have been Jedi together? Well, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I like either. I would think that if only one of them can be the Jedi, it should be Finn. Yeah, Finn and Rey. Yeah. And if, they, they but I would them. like if they both were. That'd be an inter interesting dynamic, too, to kind of... Because everyone talks about how The Force Awakens is just a new hope reskinned. Mm -hmm. I think that... Mm -hmm. uh, I also, like, I wanted to see the... The clone trooper rebellion. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like there's so many things that they could have could twist and could add if they it's were like to get a Finn fresh had start. Finn had the coolest setup. Yeah, the coolest backstory that we and you seen yeah in literally we haven't Finn's seen it. Like what we haven't seen it. It was like a defecting stormtrooper mm -hmm. potentially going to set up a stormtrooper rebellion stormtroopers have just been cannon father fodder to be just destroyed and then you just you have that wonderful setup and you do nothing with it mm -hmm. how do you do nothing with it that was gold whoever came up with that backstory should be rewarded <laughs> unless they were also the same person to do nothing with it in which case they should be fired because they clearly cannot find a good idea right. They not cannot anyone. pursue a good idea. They, they do not realize how good it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> or how about this? Do you guys think we'll get uh, episodes after Rise of Skywalker? Or do we think that Rise of Skywalker mm -hmm. is as far into the future as we're going to get? Well, aren't they working on another trilogy, though? Isn't uh, 
the director of the Thor movies, the last two Thor movies. Taika Waititi. Yeah, he's doing something, right? I know he's doing something. I don't something, know, but, but we'll see. See, I don't know. Me personally, I don't know if I'd be interested in that. You, they would have to be really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. They would have to get my attention and just be so. They would have to look so good and so interesting that I would be willing to come back after those sequels because. I mean, you you know how I feel about the sequels. I'm just not interested mm-hmm. in anything that would come after that because it's probably going to be a rehash, and they might have the same characters as the sequels, which would be fine, but they probably wouldn't be written that much better. Or if they are, it just wouldn't gel with the sequels, and I just wouldn't want to deal with it. So if we, I think we need a soft reboot in a different direction, and then we can go as far down there right. as we need to go for there. Yeah, I think this is all good input, and I just hope that um, for anybody who's wanting Star Wars to go a better direction, that the directors can find a way to please the audience or maybe put their own spins and visions mm-hmm. into the Star Wars films, and maybe that will steer the audience into a more entertaining retrospect. Um, but I think there's definitely again, yeah. a balance. Like, I'm not saying that the directors shouldn't be allowed to do anything that they want to do for their movies. Take a risk. And- just like, yeah, they definitely should. But at the same time, this is a product. You're trying to sell people on this product. And if the fan base hates your product, you don't get to yell at the fans for not liking it and saying, oh, they're entitled. They should just like whatever I give them. No, they don't want to purchase your product because they don't like your product. So there has to be some kind of balancing act. You don't have to be at the whims of the fan and, you know, pleasing everybody, having every fan theory come true because that just wouldn't even be possible. But... You should at some point realize, okay, this could be a cool dynamic to make Luke Skywalker want to kill his nephew, but that seems a little too much. I don't think the fans would buy that. So let's do that with another character, not Luke Skywalker. <laughs> you know, something like that, where it's like well, you can find a way to still try to pursue your vision, but do it in a way that will be less likely to blow up in your face and make everybody hate your movie. <laughs> That's just what I say. So take it, take that for what you will. I think that about wraps up our thoughts on The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2. Make sure to stay tuned for more episode commentaries on The Mandalorian, as well as a multitude of other content provided by Entertainment Rebooted. Be sure to also check out our show airing at 1 p.m. on Sundays at WZIP 88.1. There's some great stuff coming up that you won't want to miss. Thank you for listening. This has been Entertainment Rebooted.